Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and I am your host as we jump into the second round of the Trivia Hot Seat Tournament. And we've got two of our round one winners sitting right here across the screen from me. Let's start off in Jacksonville, Florida. Carmela Smith from Trivial Warfare and Foreplay. How are you doing, ma'am, and what are you drinking? I'm doing very well. I'm drinking, uh, I, I actually really liked what I drank last time, so I'm drinking it again uh, from Coppertail Brewing Company, Night Swim Porter. So let's see how it sounds. <laughs> Not I bad. Love that sound. I love that sound. <laughs> so that's what I got going on again. That Night Swim is... Uh dangerous it's so delicious it goes down so easy yeah it's i'm like ooh, i this this is gonna be trouble free but it it is very good so i keep drinking it <laughs> <laughs> i i can relate i can relate uh we're gonna go a little bit further west brian nash my friend how are you doing and what are you drinking tonight i am doing very well uh tonight i am drinking uh i i came prepared this time first round i caught kind of caught me off guard uh this time i am drinking the Heisenberg Hefeweizen Ooh. from Nerdspeak Brewery. I am the one who drinks. <laughs> uh, and once that's gone, I've also got some, ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> uh, the Hefeweizen is 6.3. The bingo is 7.7% ABV. So wow. this is this Oof. is some good stuff. And <laughs> this is where I, this is, this is the place where I host for, uh, trivia every Friday night. So, all right, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Not my you best. guys can't see that at home, but he leaned his headset down to the beer to get the popping sound. I love it. <laughs> yes, uh, Well, I'm going to join you all tonight. Not on the beer train, though. Uh, it is, we're recording this on the 3rd of July. 4th of July is tomorrow. And I had to get something moderately appropriate. This is the James E. Pepper 1776 Bourbon Whiskey. Ooh. Checks in at 100 proof. Uh, this bottle's three quarters of the way gone. Um, <laughs> we'll see how far it goes tonight. Uh, you know what? I spent about 35 bucks on this bottle. Not disappointed. It's worth every bit of $35. So, All right. Good to Cheers, know. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. That's a good whiskey. All right. I do like on the back, it's got the note, don't tread on me. Uh, <laughs> All right. We're going to jump right in. Carmela, you're going to be kicking us off. We're going to start with our pregame. The pregame, as you know, is going to be 10 questions. It's a 50-50 game. So if you get it right, you get a point. You get it wrong, you don't lose any points. But here we go. In a bit of shameless self-promotion, July and August's uh, Boozy Bracketology podcast is dedicated to finding out what the best Beatles song ever recorded is. With that in mind, you have to tell me, was the song I'm about to give you, the primary vocalist, was it Paul McCartney or John Lennon? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it too. But I'm also going to be like, I'm going to get at least one of these wrong and I'm going to feel bad about it. <laughs> oh, I like it, but... I'm going to mess a crap load of, crap load of these, but I love the category. Uh, so this category was uh, approved by our own Mr. Mike Mott. He uh, was a big fan of me choosing this category. We've been arguing about the Beatles now for three recordings, and the arguing is going so well that I had to write the category about it. <laughs> We're going to get started with Carmela. Carmela, pick a number one through ten. Uh, 
let's go with number five. Number five, Carmela, your song is Hey Jude. Uh, that is Paul McCartney. That is Paul McCartney, correct. All right, Brian, over to you. Uh, number six. Number six, your song is Day Tripper. That is... I believe that's also Paul McCartney. Ooh, no, Day Tripper is John Lennon. Damn it. All right, Carmelo, we're back to you. Let's go with number one. Number one, your song is Please Please Me. I think that is John Lennon. That is John Lennon, correct. All right, Brian, back to you, sir. Uh, number nine. <laughs> I didn't do yes, it. I, Just did. See, I, di- I, didn't do- I did not do Revolution 9, I promise. Number <laughs> nine is I Am the Walrus. That, ooh. That's John Lennon, I think. That is John Lennon, correct. Carmela, we're over to you. Uh, let's do number seven. Number seven, Carmela, you have Ticket to Ride. Not only a great board game. <laughs> She's got a Ticket to Ride. Um, I think that's Paul McCartney. Oh, no. Ticket to Ride primary vocals is John Lennon. Ah, dang it. <laughs> Brian, you can catch up here. What are you going with? I'll try number 10. Number 10, you get Come Together. That is John Lennon, I think. Come Together is John Lennon. You have tied it up two to two. All right, Carmela, back to you. Let's go with number eight. Number eight, your song is All My Loving. Um, oh, my God. Am I misremembering it? Am I uh, complete, completely be misremembering whose voice that is? I think that's Paul. It is Paul, correct. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> two, three, four left. Brian, what are you taking? Give me two. Two is Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, I'm going to say Paul. That is Paul. The tie keeps going on. Carmela, <laughs> three or four? Let's go with three. Number three, one of my favorite Beatles songs, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. Oh, I think that's the one they wrote for George Martin. Um, Did not know they were big Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> I was looking for that joke. I was, I was like, okay, it's there somewhere. <laughs> um, I think that's John. That is John, correct. And Brian, that leaves you with number four. And uh, number four is Yesterday. That is... Oh. See, this is frustrating because I know that Paul was the one who wrote the lyrics with the scrambled eggs. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say Paul. It was Paul. Nicely done. (laughs) I almost talked myself out of that. (laughs) I think it still holds the Guinness record for the most covered song um, on uh, on studio albums. I had heard that many years ago. I have no idea if it still holds. Yeah, it might still be, but, you know, who knows? It's a a wonderful song, though. Yeah. It is a wonderful song. There's so many of their songs are. We are coming out of the pregame, getting ready for the hot seat round. Our score is four to four. Before we get to the hot seat, though, 
let's let our contestants tell you a little bit about them and where you can find their particular brands of trivia. Let's start with Carmela. Hi. Uh, so you can find me uh, on any of your local podcatchers uh, on the show Trivial Warfare. I'm one of the hosts for that show. It's a pub trivia style game show uh, that you can hear every other Monday. Uh, and I also host a, a connection sh puzzle show called Foreplay. Uh, we just wrapped up our ninth season. Uh, season 10 will be coming out in about a month or so. Um, and you can hear that every Friday. You can. Uh, and I will tell you that I am an avid Trivial Warfare listener. I love <laughs> that show. I, I think I mentioned this last time, but uh, that is my Wednesday show. So yeah. I'm one of your Patreon subscribers. I get the show every week. And every Wednesday is my Trivial Warfare day. I love it. Brian, you've told us a little bit, but go ahead and remind our listeners again where they can hear you on Twitch and where they can see you uh, host some live trivia. That's, I, absolutely. Uh, I am also a lifelong fan of Trivial Warfare. Uh, for me, it's Monday mornings. On, uh, that's that's I, I download all the week's stuff on Mondays, and that's the first one I listen to every week. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... I'm like, wait, I got to go up against who today? <laughs> um, so you can find me on Thursday nights uh, around 930 Central Time on LK Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy and I get together and host some geek trivia. I am geek trivia. And you can also find me at my live shows Friday nights at Nerdspeak Brewery in Bettendorf, Iowa, where they make some magnificent beer and you walk in there and if if you are a nerd if you are a geek this is the place to be because <laughs> yeah i i walked in there the very first time and saw that they had han solo and leia on the bathroom doors and i said yep i'm home that's, <laughs> that's it. awesome done i so. i will i will say this about brian if you follow um you know geek trivia on any social media brian's geek and dad joke meme game is too strong <laughs> <laughs> I, Thank you. I, I'm very proud to hear that. <laughs> if if something makes me groan or makes me like like reel back in horror, um, one Brian either posted it or I will send it to Brian saying, "Okay, this is for you." <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, she's not oh. wrong. No, she's you, not. You can find me at at on Facebook at Geek Trivia Pub Style. And uh, Pub Trivia Experience will begin follow following you on there after this. Uh, after this. <laughs> I promise that. It's worth it. It's worth and it for Brian, the memes. And Brian, we mentioned this last time, but we're going to get you on uh, sometime post-tournament, have you host one of our shows here, and let's uh, let's put you uh, through, let you put Steven through the ringer. Hell yes, let's do it. Well, I, I'm, I'm the unfortunate bastard that pulled Steven in the second round, so... <laughs> We are going to go ahead and get started right now. The hot seat round is 30 minutes of a nonstop barrage of trivia questions and answers. If for some reason we end on an odd number, we will make sure everybody gets their fair share of trivia questions. Carmela, you are going to be kicking us off. Your time will begin after I read the first question. Are we ready? Let's do it. Ready. All right. Here we go. Eric Thorvaldsen was a famous Viking explorer who is better known by what hair-inspired nickname? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Leif Erikson. I don't know. Uh, no, it's Eric the Red. Oh, uh, okay. 
All right, Brian, what is the oldest stick and ball sport on record and is played in over 100 countries? Oh, uh, the oldest. I'm going to go high ally. Unfortunately not. We're looking for field hockey. Oh, of course. Everyone, everyone forgets field <laughs> wrong, hockey. Wrong kind of stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This one is still curved, though. We're moving on to Carmela. Carmela, which self-renting product was invented in 1989 by Joe Mangano, played by Joy Mangano, sorry, played by Jennifer Lawrence in the 2015 movie Joy? Which self-renting product was invented in 1989 by Joy Mangano, played by Jennifer Lawrence in the 2015 movie Joy? What does self-renting mean? Self-rinsing. Oh, self-rinsing. Oh, self-rinsing. Okay. <laughs> um, a, a dishwasher. Oh, unfortunately not. We're looking for the miracle mop. Oh. All right, Brian. Who wrote Life in Motion, an unlikely ballerina, in the picture book Firebird? Okay, you, uh, you, you've cranked up the difficulty level on these, man. It's literally the same bank questions, just randomized. Uh, oh, did you hear that? <laughs> did that come across? <laughs> the, uh, the the Fourth of July fireworks have begun. Uh, let's go with Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> no, it was uh, Misty Copeland. <laughs> Carmela, adding an A to the end of what president's surname gives the name of a wildly popular 19th century dance. Oh, um, adding an A to the end. I, um, a, a Monroe. <laughs> no, Lauren Carey is shaking her head at you right now. That would be a polka. Polka, yeah. Oh, okay, that Lord. makes sense. <laughs> Brian, over to you. Polk. <laughs> Brian, over to you. What bird features on the national flag of Dominica? Um, let's try the albatross. Oh, unfortunately not. Colorful colorful place calls for a colorful bird. It was a parrot. Ah, okay. All right. Carmela, in the Harry Potter universe, what animal is Harry's Patronus? Uh, it's a stag. It's a, a male deer. A stag is correct. Points! We got hey, points. We got points. Brian, <laughs> let's see if we can get you on the board here. The 2011 film Conan the Bar- Barbarian reintroduces a character first made Famous by what action star in 1982? Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is correct. (laughs) Your Arnold is much better than mine. We are moving on. Carmela, meaning rock in Greek, which ancient wonder was an important crossroads between Arabia, Egypt, and Syria, Phoenicia? Phoenicia, my gosh. Um, means rock. Uh, Colossus of Rhodes? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. It's the Petra. We're looking for the Petra. Oh, uh, Petra. Okay. All right. 
Brian named for a Shakespeare character a balcony roughly large enough for one person to use is called a what? I'm going to guess a Juliet. A Juliet balcony is correct. All right. If the Octomom, this is for Carmela, if the Octomom, Nadia Sulman, had birthed one more child, she might have been called the what? The Nanamom? The Nanamom is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, we're over to you. On the classic television series, Welcome Back, Cotter, what subject did Mr. Cotter teach? That is a fantastic trivia question, man. Um, it's like, oh, okay, I got it. Arnold Horshack, I got, oh, oh, um, I, I'm gonna, I don't know, but I'm gonna guess history. Oh, unfortunately, not. He touched social studies. I really ah. thought you were gonna tell me up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> All right, Carmela. According to a famous Albert Einstein quote, God does not play with what, sorry, what with the universe. God does not play what with the universe. God doesn't play God with the universe? (laughs) Uh, No, it's looking for like a type of game. God doesn't play blank with the universe. Okay. Um, God doesn't play chess with the universe. Uh, No, dice. God doesn't play dice Mm. with the universe. Brian, found at a German zoo, an eclise, E-C-L-Y-S-E, is the Zorse. It's a half-horse hybrid animal with what distinctive markings on their coat? Um, well, if it's a Zorse, I'm going to say stripes for a zebra. That is correct. It's got black and white stripes. Great job. Carmela, what Renaissance artists like to pump iron by lifting weights? and was strong enough to bend an iron horseshoe with his bare hands. Ooh, um... I don't know, Michelangelo. Ooh, wrong Ninja Turtle, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, wow. I didn't know that about him. I I did not either. It was news to me. (laughs) All right, Brian, in its TV ads, which brand of cat food is known for featuring a fluffy white cat eating from a crystal goblet? Fancy Feast. Fancy Feast is correct. All right, Carmela, the Darien Gap, the only break in the highway system that runs from Alaska to Chile, lies between two countries. Name one of them. Um, Panama. Panama is correct. It's between Panama and Colombia. Nicely done. Brian, which South African dessert is one of the desert? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> The bourbon's kicking in. Which South American desert is one of the driest places on Earth, never having recorded a single drop of rain? Uh, Okay. And to reiterate, South American, not South African. I apologize. Yes. Yes. Um, It's not the Sahara. It's not uh, the, the Kalahari. Uh, no, it's the Atacama. The Atacama okay. is what we're looking for. Yes. Where they film uh, for movies. It's where they use for their Mars locations is the Atacama. Is that where, that's nice. where the Martian, not where the Martian was filmed. That's what they used as the uh, the inspiration for what the Martian looked like, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Carmela, over to you. The movie, the movie poster for what Best Picture winner features a man sitting alone on a park bench? 
Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is correct. Brian, the iconic film Night of the Living Dead popularized what monster? Zombie. Hey, hey. Damn it, you made took my joke, man. You got the point <laughs> and you took my joke. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Carmela, over to you. The 2009 documentary, The Agony and the Ecstasy of Phil Spector, examines the downfall of, Spil- of Phil Spector, who gained notoriety in what profession? Um, music. Uh, he was a music producer. Made the wall he, of sound. He was a music producer. That is correct. Brian, what game show host's constant smooching of female contestants won him the nickname The Kissing Bandit? Probably should have won him some jail time, but we're not going to go into that. I'm going to go with Richard Dawson. (laughs) Richard Dawson is correct. All right, Carmela. The famous Warren Commission was created in order to investigate what American crisis? Oh. I feel like I'm supposed to know this. (laughs) (laughs) Um... God, I wish it was climate crisis, but it's probably not. But I'm going to say that anyway. Climate crisis. Oh, a little too more. It's a little reason. There's actually the uh, the JFK assassination. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did know that. I've heard of that. Yep. Brian, <laughs> over to you. The quote unquote milk of which unappetizing insect could join the ranks with kale as our next superfood, and I will never eat this or drink it. Um, I'm sorry. Could you do that one more time? Yep. The milk of what unappetizing insect could join the ranks with kale as our next superfood? Unappetizing insect. I'm going to put out just a sheer doodah guess and say cockroach. Cockroach is a correct answer. And if that is the case, I'm never drinking milk again. It's only going to be bourbon for me. (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon Cinnamon Toast Crunch sounds great. Carmela, over to you. Which 20th century U.S. president wrote a novel titled The Hornet's Nest? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Ford. Oh, close. Jimmy Carter. Oh, that was my first instinct, and I said Ford anyway. (laughs) It's all right. Brian, over to you. Which North African stew is also the name of the dish it is cooked in? Um... You know how your brain locks it on one thing and you can't think of anything else? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know it's not goulash. That's that's the wrong part of the world. That's Hungarian. Um, North African stew. <sighs> Jambalaya. Unfortunately not. We're looking for Tagine. T-A-G-I-N-E. Okay. Uh, Carmelo, we're back to you. According to the title of a cable sitcom featuring Danny DeVito, it's always sunny in what city? 
Philadelphia. That is where I was born and raised. On the playground, I spent none of my days. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> From Connecticut. said that, I'm like, oh, okay, here comes. Yeah, beat me to it. Never mind. <laughs> All right, we're going back to Brian here. Brian, which state is known as the Palmetto State? Florida. Oh, no, it's South Carolina. Ah. We are the Sunshine State. We're named after Carmela's infectious personality. (laughs) Not this weekend, though. It's been raining like hell. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Carmela, back over to you. Which former Saturday Night Live publisher or writer published an autobiography titled The Bedwetter? Which former SNL writer published an autobiography titled The Bedwetter? Oh. I don't. It's not. Um. Amy Poehler, I've read hers, I've read Tina Fey's, it's not hers. Um, Let's go with John Mulaney. Unfortunately not. It was actually Sarah Silverman. No idea she ever wrote for SNL until this I didn't know that either. All right, Brian, now available in a variety of flavors, most of them drank by my wife. The original Malibu rum is flavored with what exotic fruit? Coconut. Coconut is correct. No lime in the coconut comment there? I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> you put the lime I, in I the already drank them both up. Drink so. the <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Carmelo, we're back over to you. A common site for piercings, the oracle is a cartilaginous region located on what part of the body? Um, and I can spell those if you need me to. Yeah, if you can you spell Oracle? A U R I C L E. It's um it's, it's in your ear. Ear is a correct answer. All right, Brian, over to you. The rational dress movement of the 19th century gained momentum when women became interested in what sport? I'm sorry, say that one one more time. Yep, the national dress movement of the 19th century gained momentum when women became interested in what sport? Okay, I'm sorry, did you say the national dress? Rational, R-A-T-I-O-N-A-L. Rational Rational. dress. Mm -hmm. Rational dress movement. Um, Tennis. Uh, close. This actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it. It was cycling. Okay. Carmela, sharing their name with a local river, Boston's mass char- uh, sorry mass transit passes are officially called what? Oh, God. I, I've probably seen this river, <laughs> but I don't remember <laughs> what it's called. Um, Cambridge. Oh, no. They're called Charlie cards. Charlie Mm. cards is what we're looking for. Brian, in a nod to its home state of Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, what brand's products have, quote-unquote, Keystone-shaped labels? Uh, Heinz. Yeah, Heinz. Heinz is a correct answer. Carmela, you probably think this song is about you is a famously caustic lyric from what hit song? Uh, You're So Vain by Carly Simon. That is correct. 
Over to Brian. Brian, which tech company shares its name with a character from with characters from Gulliver's Travels? Which tech company? Which tech company shares its name with characters from Gulliver's Travels? Um, I'm going to kick myself, but the only one I can remember off the top of my head is Lilliputian. Unfortunately not. It's Yahoo! (laughs) Yahoo is the correct answer. Carmela... What city lay at the end of the 1,922-mile ride aboard the Orient Express, which left Paris daily in 1889? Uh, Shanghai? No. Uh, actually, it's uh, the Istanbul or Constantinople. Istanbul oh, was Constantinople. <laughs> I was looking for something further into Asia. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick. I actually, was surprised it, when I learned what the other end was. It's like, wait, what? That's, that's as far as it goes? <laughs> it really should be called the Eurasia Express. We're going to move on. <laughs> Brian, over to you. What is the title of David Bowie's final album, sadly released two days before his death in 2016? Oh. I don't know what his last one was. I'm going to just completely guess and say let's dance. Unfortunately not. The album was titled Black Star. Yeah, Black Star. Carmela, which British British author's purple prose spawned the oft-quoted phrase, it was a dark and stormy night? Oh. Dickens. Uh, No, unfortunately. Edward Bulwer-Lighton is what we're looking for. Mm. All right. Brian, on a football field, the 50-yard line is located how many feet from either team's goal line? 150 feet. 150 feet is correct. We've got 11 and a half minutes remaining. Carmela, what sea mammal uses stones to crack open uh, shellfish? Uh, otters. Otters is correct. Brian, back the to they you. Like. <laughs> they do. They keep the rocks that they like. Do they? I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Learning something on a trivia podcast. That's new. (laughs) Brian, we're over to you. In a criminal investigation, a person who is not quite a suspect but is still sought by the police is often called a what? Person of interest. Not just the uh, TV show with Jim Caviezel. That is correct. Carmela, which of the New York City boroughs is connected to Manhattan by the High Bridge, which is the oldest city, which is the oldest in the city, built in 1843? Oh, I'm going to say the Bronx. The Bronx is correct. Nicely done. Nice. Brian, in 1844, the independent candidate Joseph Smith Jr. became the first person of what religion to run for president? Mormon. Mormon is correct. Well, with that name, it has to be, right? Yes. (laughs) Pretty much. Carmela. What R&B artist was an early mentor to Justin Bieber, giving him his first record deal at just 14 years old? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Lionel Richie. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, no, it was unfortunately it was Usher. Oh. Usher's what we're looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> Brian, over to you. What is the name of the mongoose in Kipling's The Jungle Book? Ricky Ticky Tabby. Ricky Ticky Tabby is correct. I had nightmares from that movie or from that cartoon as a kid. <laughs> uh, that wasn't that for me. For me, it was uh, Fraggle Rock for some reason. The Doozers gave me nightmares. Oh, I love the Doozers. <laughs> Everyone did except for me. <laughs> Carmelo, we're over to you. Introduced in 1559, the Vatican's Index Librorum Prohitorium is a list of what? Um, Index Librorum, L-I-B-R-O-R-U-M, Prohitorium uh, is a list, list of what? List of banned books. Banned books is correct. Brian, the 2002 music video for the White Stripes fell in love with a girl solely features what toys? <laughs> what toys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to guess Legos. Legos is a correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> Complete wow. guess. Wow. Out of his ass. He pulled that out his ass. My Ooh, lord. My, my shoulder kind of hurts for reaching from that one. <laughs> Didn't think you could bend that way. Carmelo, over to you. Don't kill him. He's drinking. <laughs> Damn you. Carmelo, the hammer, anvil, and stirrup are common names for the three bones located in what part of the body? Uh, in the inner ear. They are in the ear. That is correct. Two ear questions in a row for you. Yeah. Not in a row, but in relative uh, proximity. Moving on. Brian, which sought-after snack took eight months to return to shelves after its parent company hostess declared bankruptcy. Twinkies. Twinkies is correct. And uh, poor Tallahassee is still out there looking for them somewhere. <laughs> uh, no zombie land fans except for Carmela and me. It's okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Just a bad joke. Got it. Check. All right, Carmela, we're over to you. Somewhat appropriately named, the shore of what sea is the lowest point on Earth at over 1,400 feet below sea level? Uh, the Dead Sea. Dead Sea is correct. Brian, what is the name of Ross's annoying pet in the TV show Friends? <laughs> Marcel. Marcel is correct. Marcel. <laughs> Carmela, which scientists first noted a perplexingly high number of finch species on the Galapagos Islands? Uh, Darwin. Darwin is correct. Brian, what specific United States political job did left-leaning Bernie Sanders hold while he gave Hillary Clinton a run for her money in 2016? Um, he was a senator. A senator is correct. All right, Carmela. Which of these stars is not among the few to have won an Emmy, Oscar, Grammy, and Tony, or completed their EGOT? Is it John Legend, Julie Andrews, or Jennifer Hudson? Um, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews is correct. John Legend said, got it a few these? years ago, and J-Hud just got it. Just got it, exactly. <laughs> he said one of these stars, and I went, oh, sh oh, wait, no, Hollywood, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do not right. mess with, with uh, Carmella on astronomical stuff. 
good. It's good advice. Good advice. Let's see if we can mess with you on some sports questions, Brian. Which <laughs> former football coach of the Fighting Irish was Joe Montana's roommate at Notre Dame? Um, Fighting Irish. Steve Spurrier. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Rudy. <laughs> No, uh, Steve Spurrier famously went to that crappy school in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, the answer <laughs> we're true. looking for is Charlie Weiss. I'm just happy I came up with a coach. <laughs> we're moving on here. Carmela often misquoted the Wall Street line, greed is good, actually contains what phrase after the first word? Mm. It contains what phrase after the first word? Yep, so greed is good. It actually contains what phrase after the word greed? Oh, um... I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> greed, uh... Absolute power. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's actually we're looking for if for lack of a better word. Oh. Uh, okay. I wouldn't have got that either. Me either. We're moving on. Brian, which of the following classic TV sitcoms featured a real life married couple? The Dick Van Dyke Show, I Love Lucy, or All in the Family? I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy is correct. Carmela, over to you. Which of these drinks is sometimes ceremoniously opened by cutting the top off the bottle with a specialized sword? Is it champagne, cognac, or brandy? Um, champagne. Champagne <laughs> is correct. If you're a Futurama fan. <laughs> with that being said, brandy still is a fine girl. Yes. We are moving right along. <laughs> and what Ryan. a good wife she'll be. Just right out of the looking glass. <laughs> Brian, in the Oscar-nominated 2009 film uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, who voices Mr. Fox? Uh, I think it's Dustin Hoffman. Uh, no, it's George Clooney, unfortunately. George Clooney. Oh, damn it. Carmela, the hit musicals Hamilton and In the Heights were written by what Tony Award winner? Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda is correct. Brian, over to you. The men will. With three minutes left, the fortune telling die inside the magic eight ball um, is an icosahedron, meaning it has how many sides? And I'll be happy 20. to spell that if you want. No, no, it's 20. It's on it his shirt, 20. man. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. It, it, it is. It is. It, it, I'm making sure I'm playing fair, okay? I'm playing fair. No, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Oh, Carmel, I'm going to give you a hard time here. Here we go. Name the two of the original national hockey teams that were from Canada and are still playing today. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say the Canucks. And I'm going to say the Maple Leafs. Unfortunately not. We're looking for the Maple Leafs and the Canadiens. Montreal mm. Canadiens. Brian, over to you. 
What icon of the fashion world both directed and financed the 2009 indie film A Single Man? Um, Calvin Klein. Uh, no, unfortunately, Tom Ford. We're looking for Tom Ford. Carmela, according to a debunked urban legend, Avon's original Skin So Soft was thought to be an effect was thought to be effective at repelling what? Mosquitoes. Uh, mosquitoes or insects is a correct answer. Yeah, my mom used to like slather me in skin so soft <laughs> before I went outside. <laughs> yep, didn't didn't work apparently. No, I I have several scars from being bitten. <laughs> Brian, over to you. I was sorry. I <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if they're leaving scars, bro, just back off a little bit. <laughs> Brian, over to you. What U.S. car manufacturer was the first to offer GPS as a factory option in its vehicles? Um... Cadillac. Unfortunately, I can't give that to you. Um, it is a Cadillac product, but it's actually it was any any car operated under General Motors. Okay. You were too specific. You were too specific. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Carmela, over to you. Because it is a fictionalized account of the author's real life, which of these movies is con- is considered a film de clef? Sorry, film a clef. Film a clef. And that is the timer, so we'll finish this question and give Brian his one-up. Because it is a fictionalized account of the author's real life, which of these movies is considered a film a clef? The King's Speech, Capote, or The Devil Wears Prada? Um, I will say The, the Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada is correct. It's a, a, got some fictionalized pieces to the story. All right. Brian, last question of the hot seat round. Okay. Which MD lived in, idyll- lived in the idyllic village of Puddle on the Marsh, far from World War I trenches where the author first imagined him? So which medical doctor or MD lived in the idyllic village of Puddle by on the Marsh, far from the World War I trenches where the author first imagined him? Dr. Doolittle? Dr. Doolittle is a correct answer. Wow. <sighs> Damn, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. with that, we're coming out of the hot seat round and the scores that I have it. Brian's got a one point lead. It's 24 to 23. Holy crap. It's anybody's game. We're going to go ahead. We're going to go right into the wage around. The way this works is simple. You have the points that you've accumulated. You can wager those points in any way, shape, or form that you want on these three categorized questions. This is not a gauntlet. So you can wager them on the individual question. If you get that question right, you'll get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. Just a reminder to our contestants, you cannot wager more points than you currently have. Here are your three categories. Category one is U.S. cities. Category two 
is drinks. Category three is movies. While they go ahead and lock in their wagers, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Do you know this laugh? (laughs) Joey and Janice's Day of Fun! (laughs) I guarantee you remember where you were when you first heard this phrase. I'm out. (laughs) And I know that you know the dulcet tones of this man. Dear God, there's my rosemary bread. And if you knew all three of those, I guarantee you love this song. If you can't tell by now, the month of September on the Boozy Bracketology podcast is going to be dedicated to those classic 90s sitcoms. Every single person has had their life shaped in one way or another by these amazing shows, and we are going to argue it out for your entertainment. What is the best 90s sitcom? Heavy hitters like Frasier, Friends, Seinfeld, The Drew Carey Show, and so much more are on the bracket, and we are going to be making the tough decisions. You can find the Boozy Bracketology Podcast anywhere you get podcasts. We hope you enjoy the show, and we will see you in September. And our wagers are locked in. We're going to go question by question through this. We're going to start in the category of U.S. cities. What word, defined in Webster's Dictionary as a homeless and usually penniless vagabond, is alleged by some that it gets its name from a New Jersey city that is right across the river from New York City and was the birthplace of Frank Sinatra? In reality, the word's origin likely traces to the northwestern U.S. I can lock in. Carmela is locked. Brian, talk it out. Oh, I I was going, wait, what? And then I realized, oh, wait, no. I'm going Jersey cities. Uh, I'm going to lock in with Hoboken. All right. And Carmella, right well, well, are you, wait, you were looking for the city, right? No, we're looking for the word. The word. Sorry. We'll go with hobo then. Okay. Brian's locked in with hobo. Carmela, what did you say? Um, derived from Hoboken. I said hobo. All right. Carmelo, what was your wager? Five points. And Brian? I wagered zero on this. Well, Carmelo's picking up the five points. Hoboken is the correct answer. 28 to 24. Carmelo's got a four-point lead as we move into question number two. Question number two, I'm going to tell you is a little bit wordy, so let me get through it, and I'm happy to repeat it if necessary, but your category is in drinks. While walking around Cuba, Ernest Hemingway found his way into the El Floridita bar and saw the bartender mixing up a frozen drink. In true Hemingway fashion, after tasting it, he told the bartender he'd prefer it without the sugar and double the rum. What drink did Hemingway taste that night? It was named after a Cuban mining village and at the time was made with rum and lime juice, though it can be made with several other fruits. I can lock in on that. All right, Carmela, talk it out. And if you need the question again, let me know. I think I'm good. I'm hoping it's this. Um, I'm hoping it's the drink I'm thinking of. I I enjoy these drinks very much. Uh, I I enjoy rum as a spirit. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I think we were talking about a mojito here. Uh, I don't think it's a gay, gay drink. Mojito. Um, it's a family line, family guy re- reference. <laughs> I swear I've had half a beer. There's no reason I should be stumbling over words. <laughs> I say uh, that as I'm on to my third whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I, well, I'm, I'm probably more than half now, but still, <laughs> there's no reason for me to be stumbling like that. Um, I think I think we're looking for mojito here, so that's what I'm going to say. And Carmelo, what was your wager? Uh, five points. All right. Brian, what was your answer in your wager? Um, I wagered four points on this, and I'm pretty sure that Hemingway was really into his daiquiris. Oh, those are usually drinks. frozen. Yep. So I locked in with Zach with with daiquiri. Daiquiri is a correct answer. Uh, the, the, the there is a version of the Hemingway daiquiri that has no sugar and is literally double the rum or more or more <laughs> for those that are that are dangerous that want to try it. Uh, daiquiri is what we're looking for. The scores going into your final question. Carmela is back down to twenty three points. Brian, you have twenty eight. It's anybody's game. It all comes down to this. Your last question is in the category of movies. Here we go. Saturday Night Live alums Bill Hader and Bobby Moynihan lend their voices to what 2015 Oscar-winning animated film that also starred another Saturday Night Live alum? One more time, please. Of course. Saturday Night Live alums Bill Hader and Bobby Moynihan lended their voices to what 2015 Oscar-winning animated film that also starred another Saturday Night Live alum? I'm going to lock in. Carmela is locked in. Brian, talk it out. Okay. So, Bill Hader and Bobby Moynihan, this movie starred another SNL alumni. All right, my first immediate thought was Megamind, which stars uh, Will Ferrell. But I don't think that won any Oscars. So then I had to switch gears a little bit and think, okay, what other movies would have been about that time frame that would star an SNL. I I mean, if we're talking animated movies in the last decade, you got to look at Pixar first. The movie that, so I, I dismissed Megamind and this movie that came to mind next was Inside Out that stars Amy Poehler. And I'm trying to think of whether or not that is... (sighs) Whether Whether or not that's the right year for Inside Out. Because that's kind of in the range where I kind of things kind of blend together on what what came out when, and nobody's looking me in the eye at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm on Twitter. So my apologies. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm sliding into some DMs right now. I... Carmella, check your phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Leah doesn't listen to this, does she? Um... She's, she's, she's actually sitting outside the door with a cup up to her ear. <laughs> <laughs> all right thinking of Pixar movies from that era. I'm not pulling anything better. I'm going to lock in with Inside Out. All right, Brian, you've locked in Inside Out. What was your wager? I bet 20 points. Carmela, what was your answer and your wager? I also said Inside Out, and I wagered five. I did five all the way down. <laughs> wow. I hope so, we're right. <laughs> if Inside Out is the correct answer, Brian, you're the winner. If it's not, Carmela moves on to the round eight. I will tell you, Bobby Moynihan played a lesser known character by the name of Forgetter Bobby. Bill Hader played a character that I always assumed in my entire life till I, till I looked it up on IMDb was played by uh, the guy who played Dean Pelton from community. It's not him. Uh, what's his name? Doesn't matter. Jim rash, Jim rash. I always assumed it was Jim rash. It's not. He played a character by the name of fear and Amy Poehler was the lead inside out is your correct answer. Yay, Brian. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How that, the hell did I just beat Carmella? <laughs> you said daiquiri, and then you wagered yeah. 20 points. <laughs> Wagering will get you. Brian Nash, <laughs> you are moving on to the Elite Eight. Congratulations, my friend. Yay! Hell of a game, y'all. Hell of a game. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Um, <sighs> congratulations to both of you. You both played hell of a game. Really, like I, I was telling Carmela in the break there, but our scores right now are pretty aligned with what the the top tier performers of the trivia hot seat have been. You guys had a hell of a showing. Great job. You should be absolutely proud of that. You both outscored me as well, which isn't saying much, but still, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my FSU education only takes me so far. <laughs> But Brian, you're moving on to the Elite Eight. You'll be facing the champion of our next of our last round. So you'll be facing the winner of Mike versus Nate. And that will crown the winner of the Ligori portion of the bracket. Congratulations, my friend. Carmela, hell of a showing. We're very glad you're able to join us. Hope you had a good time with us uh, the last couple of recordings. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. And congratulations, Brian. You did great. Hey, Brian, just so you know, just because we're celebrating over here, there are fireworks going off in the background that I only assume uh -huh. are for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. It's all for you, Brian. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, before we get out of here, uh, go ahead and tell our listeners one more time where they can find you. We'll start off with our champion, Brian. Brian, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitch on Thursday nights uh, on LK Jeremy. Uh, we do geek trivia over there. You can also find me live at Nerd Speak Brewery in Bettendorf, Iowa on Friday nights it's from 7 to 9 p.m. And hopefully here on the Pub Trivia Experience relatively soon. Sometime soon. 
Sometimes it exists. Damn right. Damn right, I'll take that. Carmela, my <laughs> friend, tell our listeners where they can find you one more time. Sure. Uh, you can find me on any local podcatchers searching Trivial Warfare or Foreplay, for like the number. Um, and if you want to hear me or read me read my shouts into the void on Twitter, you can follow me at, at TWA First Lady. I enjoy your shouts into the... Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're enjoying what we're doing here at the Pub Trivia Experience, if you enjoy the work that, you know, Tim, myself, Mike, Jeff, Leah, Marissa, Nikki, Steven, if you enjoy the work that we put into the show, first off, thank you. Uh, second off, if you have the financial means to do so, and I know COVID's still a thing, it's still tough out there for a lot of people, but if you have the financial means to support the show, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B is your home to do all that. Um, bonus content, bonus trivia, bonus brackets happening there throughout the year. Uh, we hope you're able to do that. If you're not able to do that, I get it. Like we've all been there. Times are still tough for a lot of people. Let's not forget that. Five star rating, write us a review. That would honestly mean the world to me. Just knowing that there's people out there that enjoy the content that we bring out means more than anything to me. So thank you for your continued support. Um, for Brian, for Carmela, I have been Chris, your host. And we will see you next week with the next episode. Have a good one.